This is the place for your weekly electric car fix. And on the show this week, we are talking Jaguar, who have killed the iPace. No! Uh, is Neo's battery swap technology coming to the UK? And the awkward matter of us disagreeing with ourselves. <laughs> Hello, I'm Ginny. Nice to be here. Hello, I'm Mike. Nice to be here. Is it me next? Oh. It could be you. It could be you. <laughs> I wasn't too. sure who was going to go first and both of us paused and panicked. So we're all here. We've got three electrifiers here today. Uh, Tom's off on a Lexus launch. Tommy is probably flying back from somewhere exotic and transatlantic, knowing Tommy. What have you two been up to over the last week? Mr. Mike, what have you been doing? What have you been driving? What have you been doing? Well, mostly driving the desk, I'm afraid. This has been, uh, it's been a bit of a dull old week, which I think I probably what I said last time, but... Oh, had... this makes me feel dreadful that we just keep you well, chained to a desk. It should. Although I do have God. had delivered today a uh, Kia EV6 GT. I'm looking <gasps> at it now. Um, it's got very lime brake calipers uh, and the rest of it's white. Oh. So I am driving to running club tonight, which sounds like a slight contradiction in terms, but I'm driving to my running club tonight and I will get my first go in it. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm really excited so... for you. I love that car so much. <laughs> I know. Should we head down? Should we head just down there, Nicola, and just go for a drive oh. with Mike tonight in the car? The, so Mike, here's my the question. moment you here's press my... that button. <laughs> it is. Here's my question for you, Mike. Yeah. Um, could you outpace the Kia EV6 GT off the mark? Well, no, of course you're not. A keen runner. No, I'm a keen runner. I think no! I might. Stru- <laughs> I, might struggle. I think I might struggle to to take on a Sitchinami Sitch off the mark. I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on you could do an army please tell me you could do an army it's instant acceleration I mean, you want to find something diesel or petrol i probably might have had a fighting chance oh. but um i don't know i mean it's not it's not gonna make so a great you're... twin test is it me versus a car no i'd watch that i would watch it <laughs> yeah we could, do drag, we could do drag races against you mike with your very long legs i love no? that idea <laughs> see if you can outpace an army do you promise we can do that video yeah okay okay i consent to that yeah thank you there was a there was a pause there so if you want to see mike outpace an army in a video just let us know in the comments below if we get enough votes like if we get like 10 votes i think we'll do it okay i would also like to know that i would also like to know if one of mike's steps or like one of mike's paces is longer than an army because you have such wonderful long legs, Mike. I reckon one walking step for you <gasps> is the is the distance of an ami. I reckon. Well, yeah, yeah it could be. He's not happy. It could be. He's not happy with this conversation. <laughs> I know. We've won- it's a compliment. Won- won- you have amazing legs. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone sort of right, says. Let- yeah, go on. No, carry on. But let's right, get the, on, no, no, should- I want to get off the subject of my legs. <laughs> Your legs. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, enjoy the EB6 GT. Thank you. I, um, I we're very, very green with envy on that one. Mm-hmm. I will enjoy it. So, Ms. Hume, what have you been up to uh, over the last week? We, it's a sort of quietish time for launches the last week or so, isn't it? Yeah. And it's that kind of little summer lull before oil gets really busy again. So, what have yeah. you been up to? I mean, it's about to pick up, isn't it? It's about to get extremely busy. But yeah, the, I'd say the last couple of weeks have been reasonably quiet. I mean, we were together last week, though, mm. weren't we? we? We shot a video comparing mm. the BYD Dolphin to the VW ID3. But we both kind of disagreed on something when it came to the ID3, didn't we? 
Everybody's disagreed with me when it came to the ID3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I find so, it quite a smooth ride. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Mike agrees. Very... It's quite I nice. Do. I hate the tech in it, but the, but the ride itself is actually very smooth. So, everybody, this stems from the fact that a couple of weeks ago, I drove the um, the new ID3, which has had absolutely nothing done to the suspension or how it rides whatsoever. The changes are all to sort of tech and, you know, making it look a bit more sensible. And I had Manos, who is our head of production, in the car with me because we were filming this video. I thought the ride was actually quite harsh. I was, I'm just going to caveat that. No, don't, no, don't do that. Don't, don't both shake your heads at me. Like I'm back to the back of the class because I got this wrong. No, don't do that, please. We were on, I'm going to caveat by saying we were on really, really bumpy roads. So we were on very, very bumpy roads in Rutland. And I'm doing what we call in the trade up and backs or up and buys. And you basically drive along, turn around, come back, drive along, turn around, come back. So I'd been driving the car beforehand. And then we were doing lots of these kind of up and buys on these little country roads. And I just didn't think the ride was good at all. And Manos, who is our head of video, got very, felt very car sick in it. And he was in agreement with me. And actually, I just thought it was too harsh for me. Manos gets car but sick in everything. So you can't yeah, use the car sick comparison there because he literally, he gets car sick on a bus, you know? So I, so, so it's very true. That is true. But I'd like to think that after over 25 years of doing this, I am perhaps able to think about how a car feels and, you know, what the ride is like. But maybe I've lost it. Maybe I've completely lost it now. And I'm just kind of, I don't know, because you two completely disagreed with me, didn't you? No, I'm, I'm, as you know, I'm the only person in the world who actually liked the first generation ID3. Everyone else seemed to despise it. But I think one of its, one of its, better qualities was the, was the way it it drives and i i, I yeah I, I think it's hugely road dependent and it's hugely dependent on what you've stepped out of as well there was a period when i was working at auto express that i used to drive everywhere in my original smart 4.2 which has got basically solid suspension doesn't have any suspension <laughs> to speak of it's like just wooden blocks so everything i wrote everything had a fantastic ride it's only when i drove other stuff that i realized i'd perhaps need to sort of temper my feedback but I, I don't know i didn't i didn't yeah. find the id3 that bad but it does step that's you know it's not the first car we've disagreed on is it to be honest i mean what about the genesis gv60 you hated it you wanted to send it back oh. early oh, i hated <laughs> that car i literally didn't want what? to sit in it for a moment longer yeah see I've got, I've got so one. i'm gonna be running one for <laughs> six months in a bit <laughs> well, I just don't want to borrow it off you. I love Mike's EV6 GT, but it, it, I think this is the thing, isn't it? That even amongst ourselves, I think we can agree though fundamentally on what are good cars and what are bad cars. But I think it, what it shows is that things like the characteristics of how a car drives or the steering, it's so much down to also what you as an individual like. And I would say with the ID3, that car is really good on the most way. It's a brilliant car around town because it's got a really tight turning circle. It just does not come into its own on country roads. And that is what I'm saying and I'm sticking with it. Thank it, you very much. Okay, fine. It, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's on, a, on the broader picture, it's, it's kind of easy these days to, 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 when, you, when, when you're writing things is to check what other people think. And because I'm an old fossil, in the old days when you used to work for Auto Express, you used to go on a launch and you used to go back. There's an alien concept to a lot of people. You used to go back to the office to then write the story. So you'd be sitting in the airport lounge on the way back and you'd all driven the car independently, all looking at each other. 
so, and, you, and you you didn't know you had no sort of sounding board to work out what was a good or right so you'd always try and sow the seeds of doubt we always used to go up to the guy from autocar and say it's a good car but man that ride's bad isn't it and even though it'd been really <laughs> it'd have been probably been really good but you try and throw something oh, that's steering man alive that's awful isn't it and you try and say to enough people in the room and then try and read the reviews of following it and see who sort of picked up on it usually nobody and i was probably wrong and it probably we probably was terrible but <laughs> That, that's kind of gone now in the era of the internet when you can look up and see what everybody else is thinking of it yeah. straight away. So I, I kind of miss that. That's so sneaky, Nicola. Are you sure we want to work with people like this? He's so sneaky. Hey, I don't trust cold him. War back then. I don't trust him at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, you did. You both will agree to differ on that one. Um, I think we're all... The Dolphin was an interesting car, wasn't it? So this is... We, we were looking at sort of really the old and the new guard of the car world. So here's a figure for you all. Can you remember these figures, Nicola? How many, um, let's see if you were listening, how many electric cars did Volkswagen sell in 2022 around the world? Should I give you a clue? It wasn't it like 500 and something thousand? 500 and something. Lower, down, lower. Lower. 400 and something. And do you, I knew and, it. And, See, I should test you. 460,000. And BYD, Mike, can you remember that figure? Because I know nine, you I remember that one. 911,000. Oh. 911,000. I wrote the script. And it is this astonishing... <laughs> so he knows. <laughs> it is this astonishing thing, though, that you've got yeah. car companies that literally people have not really heard of here um, in Europe that have sold twice the number almost of battery electric cars around the world that, that Volkswagen Group has. And I think the changes that are coming in the car industry are so great. Um, and we were both quite taken with the Dolphin, weren't we? Mike, not so much. <laughs> pleasantly Listen, charmed by the Dolphin, I would say. Yeah, I think for the money, The, the one thing that, that Mike did... Uh, do you remember when Sorry. Mike... Oh, so, uh, so as you drive the, the Dolphin very, very slowly, there's a gentle hum that we tried to get rid of. But it turns out you can't get rid of the hum. You can change the pitch of the hum or you can add in a really creepy ice cream van song, which Mike did that day. Yeah, they call it their brand. Because the idea of the Avas system is that you can't turn it off. Otherwise, people probably would. It's the it's pedestrian warning system. But yeah, as you say, it does have that kind of slightly creepy um, ice cream van kind of bing bong kind of noise doesn't it I mean it's it's yeah. <laughs> it takes some getting used to but it's it's one of the wackier ones that we've heard but yeah I mean it's, it's an interesting car that the Dolphin I think it's for the money it's it's crazy I mean we look when we looked at the comparison with the ID3 there's not much in it is the sort of size wise or anything like that mm. it's just it kind of boils down to oh, are you going to spend more money getting the Volkswagen badge if you think that's got more more cachet really yeah, I, I'd love to know what the answer to that one is. I'd love to know what people think that will you pay more now for a car that comes from a brand like a, a you know VW or a, an Audi or or a Vauxhall? Let's throw Vauxhall in the mix there with their forty thousand pound Astra because it's a brand that you know. I don't know what do you, do you reckon it because you really liked the the Dolphin, didn't you? You've driven quite a few BYDs. I, I was charmed. I was charmed by the Dolphin. Um, so I am going to be going to, I think it's in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to the first British drive 
of the dolphin because mm-hmm. I went to Madrid to do the international launch. So I'm doing the first British drive of the dolphin um, to go and properly drive it and experience it again on British roads to see if mm-hmm. it feels any different to how it drove in Madrid. But for the price and for what it offers and for what it offers as a basic package, I mean, I would absolutely choose a dolphin over an RD3. I would. Yeah, it's it's the spec, isn't it? When you start yeah. to look at what you get for your money, it's it's really... It's, it's a real tough comparison to make. VW doesn't come out well, but maybe we're, you know, few and far between. I don't know. But it's it's a brand thing, isn't it? I mean, how many of us have got iPhones, even though uh, probably an Android phone is probably half the amount of money, probably got more features. It's It's that kind of thing of do you want to spend the money getting a brand that you want? Do people want BYD? Are they going to associate that with being, you know, an, yeah. a, an aspirational brand? I don't know. Maybe they will in, in their time, but. I don't know. It's a tricky one. You you can't knock a company, can you, though, that has sold that many battery electric cars? They're doing something right. You know, they're not just selling them to markets where there is no choice. So, or are they? I don't know. Listen, the market always decides. I think there'll always be people who want to buy stuff for a cheaper price. And I think that's where they'll they'll capitalise, certainly in the UK. Cool. Well, Shall we shall we move on to any news? Because at the top there, I read something out that I didn't even know about. Please don't. Because <laughs> I've been stuck in meetings all day. I've not seen any news today. And Mike, they've not cancelled the iPace. Well, it's, it's, on, it's in its death throes. I mean, it's currently only for sale in the UK and Europe. And even the boss, Adrian Mardell, say, says it's only there so we can meet our emissions targets. You know, that, that, that's, that's a loved child, isn't it? Saying you're only here because, you know, you mean we won't get fined as much for the other cars that we sell. So, I mean, it was, it was, it was a six-year model cycle. It would have been finished in 2024 anyway, but there's no sign of a replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, the previous management said that, yes, we'll keep it going. We'll keep adding battery packs and motors and that kind of thing to keep it up to date. But it's not part of the 2025 plan, which is they're going to completely reinvent Jaguar. It's going to be a £100,000-plus mark it's going to be a rival for bentley and rolls royce that kind of thing so and it just doesn't fit in with the plans and they if they were going to start a replacement they would have started it three years ago so yeah it is sad i mean it's one of the first electric cars isn't it It was 2018 it was one of the first to kind of really be out there and jaguar had this huge lead uh, ahead of all its kind of rivals bmw and mercedes and now that's it we're probably looking at the last sort of 18 months yeah that that makes me it makes me very sad. Um, I think what's I think I wonder if part of the reason why that car is going as well is that it's part of the old the old Jaguar Land Rover. So it was yeah. when the incredibly talented Ian Callum was there designing cars, uh, and of course now the whole design uh, of both Jaguars and Land Rovers has come under the sort of the empire of Jerry McGovern, who was the Land Rover designer. And I just wonder if it's a little bit like that was the old that was the old team. Um, and this is and this is the new and we don't want that one around. But I think it's for me, that is such a good car to get rid of. You know, this it's got life in it. You know, you could do some fantastic stuff with that still. I don't know. What do you reckon, Mike? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I kind of share your 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 passion for it. it is. It is a great car. I think it's the market is kind of divided up. So it doesn't really have a home. Um, it's still a 60, 70 grand car if you think everybody mm. else has kind of moved on a bit from that. And as you say, it doesn't share its platform with anything else. So there's no kind of economies of scale for Jaguar in terms of using that elsewhere. It's built in Magna Stair in 
Graz in Austria. Yeah. So it's almost like out of sight, out of mind if you're Jaguar, aren't you? This car is built somewhere else. Yeah. It's making a few hundred sales, a few thousand sales a year. It's not enough to kind of pay the bills. And it doesn't fit in with that big picture. And as you say, with that change of management and with Jerry being there rather than it being an Ian Callum design, it is just the time to they're going to a clean a clean slate but yeah i'd share i mean it's sad to see it go it's sad to see them not take advantage of that lead that they had yeah it does it's i mean it's a great it won um it was the first electric car to win world car of the year and it won three awards i think it won world design car world electric car and then overall world car and as you say built by magnus stern who are also building the new fisker so fisker ocean is going to be built there as well so it's really well incredibly well put together but yeah i think that's quite a sad day will you mm. mourn the loss of the ipa snake uh no oh, that's a bit harsh i won't mourn Ooh. the loss it's it's a sad thing. Um, <laughs> controversial. I'm just going to drop a controversial bomb into the conversation here. Um, it's not. It's not one that's ever knocked my socks off. It was a wonderful car when it first came out, and it was great, and everyone was really excited about it. But it was expensive, and they didn't update it as much as they should have done. Uh, they and then I feel like the I-Pace is just a, an EV that people just tend to forget about now. I mean, you look at like we're in 2023. It's only what five years later from when they first started revealing it, and within those five years, it's just completely disappeared because I feel like they've just kind of gone, "Here's our electric car, okay, bye," and then just left. It <laughs> and then they just have done did, that. Yeah, they didn't add anything else to it to update it to keep it going with the times. You know, I mean, the, the cars that are being released now. Mm-hmm are far superior and I think it's as much as it's a wonderful brand and as much as it was a lovely car it was a lovely car and I feel like they they probably should have stopped a while ago is what I'm saying oh, oh, oh you're so harsh <laughs> honestly oh it's still a great car to drive though I mean you get every time you get in an I-Pace you haven't driven one for a while I do kind of remember it was the first for me electric car that really felt like oh they can be really fun and engaging to drive but I agree you know there are other cars that have come through now that that drive just as well if not better but well one of us will not miss it and I will miss it what about you are you going to miss it are you kind of happy for a change too straightforward for you Mike too normal for you that car wasn't it well, yeah, and, and you, it's also it's, you, it's easy to forget that the Jaguar had an ex- electric X, XJ, which was ready to go, and it was canned within months of oh, it yeah. supposed to launch. It was it was testing, you know, there were pilot builds of it, yeah. so a chunk of that production line must have already been about that. in yeah. place. And it was, you know, it wasn't not talking no years off that it was canned. It was, you know, within six months of the planned launch, it was completely nixed. Mm. So they had it's, a launch um, unit. They had the whole. They had the whole launch plan in place for that car. Yeah. So it was really like, you know, the button was about to be That's pressed That's a late on call, it. isn't it? And That's then... a late call to pull that. Yeah. And obviously it didn't fit in with the plans. And the, the boss, Thierry Bellore, um, quit after that, didn't he? It was a couple of months after that that um, he was sort of mm. named as the guy who'd, who'd sort of the architect of this thing. Uh, it got canned and, and he left. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So, I mean, you kind of want Jaguar to survive, don't we? Because we love the old brands and everything. But it is going to need a kind of complete reinvention because the 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 petrol and diesel stuff isn't really doing Mm -hmm. much business despite you know being good cars um so we don't want to see jaguar go but i kind of think part of the jlr umbrella that won't happen 
Yeah, but you know what? One of the things I say a lot is um, we will see a Kodak of the car industry. So you yeah. know how everybody, you know, Kodak, what, what happened to Kodak? Kodak just went. They were a massive giant. And I think when you've got brands like BYD coming in, there are going to be some of these big brands that we've known for, you know, a century who mm. just will not be around because they haven't switched quick enough. They haven't embraced the new technology. They haven't got it right for whatever reason. You know, when you think about that concept that some of these big giants could could go, it's just not that unrealistic, is it? And I, you know, as much as it pains me to say it and makes me really sad, I would not be surprised if Jaguar are not around in another 10, 15 years. I don't know, who else would you tip to be a Kodak of the car industry, guys? Have either of you got one? Um, it's hard to say because everything's part of big, groups now there aren't many kind of lone wolves yeah. like you know when Saab went you kind of thought well there was you know GM kind of cast it aside and it wasn't really doing much I can see brands falling out of fashion perhaps I think maybe something like a Volkswagen I imagine they'll probably do something with Seat I'm not entirely sure that necessarily that has a sort of huge future in the electrification age they seem to be moving Cupra as their as the kind of electric brand there so what currency will Seat have after everything sort of switched over to electric? I don't know. But that's, again, that's still part of a big group. So it's hard. I don't know. It's hard to see one particular big brand disappearing. But, I mean, it could well happen. Mm. Okay. Any other news stories that have caught either of your eyes over the last week that you want to you want to chat about with us? Um, uh, briefly, um, Neo, um, which is uh, the kind of slightly bonkers concept of battery swapping. Um, which uh, I'd be interesting to know what people listening to this think of that, whether they consider it. They can swap a battery in five minutes. So you, t- you turn up at a, instead of turning up at a rapid charging station, you turn up at your, with your car at 10, 20% or whatever. And within five minutes, you drive off with a fully charged, fresh battery. I don't know how it, it doesn't appear, personally, that doesn't really appeal to me. I don't, I think I'm quite happy to sort of wait an extra 10, 15 minutes, have something to eat, go to the loo and then charge up my own car rather than sort of having a battery because you don't ever you know you never end up owning the battery you'll always be leasing the battery um, and looking at the prices of, of neo in in the netherlands and germany and, and and norway where they've already launched they don't seem to be particular bargains because part of the neo thing was because you don't include the battery in the purchase price of the car it makes the car a lot cheaper but they're still kind of knocking on 40 mm-hmm. 45 grand for a a model 3 style um sedan so if, and you're adding 10 grand if you want to buy the battery or 100 and i think it's about 140 pounds a month to lease the battery i don't know does that appeal it doesn't yeah. to me am, am i missing something does it do you guys think it's a, it's worth having i don't know would you what do you reckon do you want ownership of the battery or do you not care what do you think nick me, I don't really care. I don't really care. Um, I think I think the I think the Neo battery swap thing uh, came out and was of interest to a lot of people that have never had an electric car before. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are like, well, yeah, because <clears throat> I can just change over the battery in five minutes, so it's easier. Because a lot of people, when it comes to EVs, panic about charging times. That's mm-hmm. kind of their main stress about it. So I guess it it, it appeals to the people that have never driven electric before but for those of us that already know what living with an electric car is like it's completely different Mm. because we know how easy it is to actually live just with a regular charge up electric car so i i don't think it's it's that exciting and i and i 
I do think when it comes to swapping a battery, I mean, how much effort is it going to make? How many extra batteries do they have to make to be constantly swapping all the time? Is that worse? Is that like worse in the factories, worse for the environment, making all the batteries? And what, where do you have to go to get your battery swapped as well? Well, this, this, like is, this, is, this is the part of the story. The... It's only when they've got a network of these, these places built and they're quite keen on going with this direct sales model. So they're not going to sort of cuckoo in, in existing dealerships like um, BYD and Aura yeah. are. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an odd thing to, to take on. And certainly for the UK market, they've got to make sure it's going to work. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a couple of things here. One, it sounds dreadfully inconvenient. I mean, I just don't want to have to go and drive to, to any, even if there's one in the centre of town, I still don't want to have to do that when I can plug my car in at home. And I think even if I didn't have home charging, maybe that might make a little bit more sense. But actually, the options coming through for those people who can't charge at home now are coming thick and fast. And, you know, as battery technology um, gets better and you can have larger batteries that charge quicker um, or you can take access of things like off um, uh lamppost charging so that it's definitely getting easier if you can't charge at home Mm. i just don't know what i don't know how that fits in um and i I think the other thing is we have this thing about ownership and i i just don't know if we're ready yet to accept that such a big part of the car isn't kind of ours didn't really work out for renault that well with the (laughs) zoe did it all the twizzy oh oh, yeah that's why that's why i sold my twizzy because i hated having to pay Renault 30 quid a month for a car yeah. I kept in the garage I just, but I could I at that point you couldn't buy it by the battery outright I don't know about you but I think where it's interesting and where it could really work is haulage big heavy goods goods vehicles where you just want to keep them on the road all the time hmm. and you can go into depots and they can do regular journeys and have battery swaps at the other end that's where I, I f- think personally the battery swap tech makes far more sense hmm. um, but I might I mean, be yes wrong. And no. But the, like the like HGV like lorry drivers, if if lorries were to go electric, I mean legally they they have to stop after a period of time with driving, and they have to stop for a certain amount of time anyway. So you might as well just plug in and charge up rather than just quickly swap a battery. It's kind of yeah. I'm I'm, I'm just wondering whether that comes hand in hand with autonomy, with self driving trucks that can have battery swaps mm. that can stay on the road for unlimited ah. lengths of time. I don't know. Is that is that the brave new world? Who knows. Well, that's a cheery thought, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to quickly talk before we we wrap up the kilowatt half hour. Um, I want to talk about VinFast. So VinFast are probably the the biggest car company that people have never heard of. Did you guys see this story that VinFast have just... um, launched on the uh, the Nasdaq launched on the stock exchange in the US and they have had a valuation of 85 billion dollars which what makes, yeah which wait <laughs> but wait for this which makes them worth more than Ford of 48 billion and GM and this is absolutely astonishing I think this is a Vietnamese company that lots of people I mean if you've not heard of BYD you've never heard of Invast um, and they've only been going, I think, about seven years, seven or eight years. You know, you think even Tesla have been around for 20 years and they're still considered the upstart. And yet this company has launched with this incredible, incredible valuation. I mean, I don't know. What did you make of that? Well, it was, it's bizarre. Mike, but you... it, it, it is it, it is a kind of it is the standard playbook for electric car makers because Rivian launched with exactly the same. They were worth over 100 billion. Yeah on the first day that they the IPO was issued. 
and and like like Rivian, I'm just checking. I'm looking at the the, the ticker now, and yeah, Vinfast is worth a third of what it was when it when the IPO went last week. So they're back below. <laughs> oh, but what, what's truly bizarre right. about the whole thing is that is that is that the owner of uh, the Vietnamese guy who owns um, he's only he still retained 99 percent of the stock. So it, basically, the the entire IPO going public is for one percent of the of the company which makes it's, it even more it's, even more bizarre so i don't know i don't think we're going to be overrun with vinfast i mean i could be wrong I could, i'm happy to be proved wrong in three or four years but it does seem a very odd story i mean we, we you know talked to ben um who's who's the money man the numbers man at electrifying and he thinks the whole thing's absolutely nuts as well so i'm inclined to agree with him and think this is really odd I, I mean, I'll give you that, but then I look at the fact that they're partnering with people like Pininfarina, who, you know, you know the kind of cars that these guys have produced over the years. You know, they're, they're working with, with, again, this brand that we talked about a lot, Magnus Stern, who, you know, made the iPace, who are working with Fisker. I don't know. I just think in this brave new world, I don't think we can rule anything out. I don't think the early signs are great. I know a few people that have driven the cars, and I don't think it was too too brilliant but do you guys know the story about how they sued a youtuber who was critical of the cars so we better be really careful oh you know this story? they are really great <laughs> i love them very much <laughs> they literally they definitely they took... don't sound like a slimming milkshake drink <laughs> they they took a youtuber a vietnamese youtuber to court and sued him over saying he didn't like the car so yeah. maybe we should swiftly move on and bring our kilowatt oh, half no. hour to to a close because we've done half an hour <laughs> How, how good oh, was that? Right. Quick. It's been a, been a lot less yeah. without the dog barking, obviously. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so it's Larry's. Pain, Larry! Yeah, Naughty will. Larry. So very quick one. What what does the week ahead hold before we all catch up again? Mike, please tell me you're not just driving the desk. Well, and, and the Kia EV6 to running club tonight. Oh, yeah. So, yeah no, it's lar- I'm afraid it is largely office based this week so um yes keeping mm, on keeping right. on top of the news stories that kind of thing running the social media channels um so it'd be nice to um catch up with a few people on there so that's it for me um nicola uh tomorrow i am recording an episode of talking Borgs. i host the um the red ball podcast for formula one um so i'm talking to checo perez tomorrow which will be very Ooh. exciting Ooh. and then this weekend is uh silverstone festival which is the new name for silverstone classic so basically racing lots of classic cars which is just going to be awesome and i'm going to be there interviewing on the podium which is going to be brilliant fantastic and and we are in case you um have missed it about to hit 100,000 subscribers <gasps> which we are very happy and very excited about here at electrifying so if you have subscribed already thank you and if you haven't please do subscribe because we will be back next week with the Kilowatt Half Hour. So join us then.